This is Tani Talks Radio, the year where we talk a topic for the week for the audience members to keep. Talking different topics throughout the weeks, every week, same night, same time, usually. Talking that topic for around 45 minutes or so with different sources and different aspects to uplift your life. Talking about getting fit of Disclaimer in the beginning, I myself am not a part of a gym or a regimen or a physical activity program. I know it is very important from an OT perspective, from a physical perspective, from a mental health perspective. So even though I'm not part of a regimen, I am very actively involved in walking to work and walking back. I always like to take public and walking if I can. And doing things around the house, whatnot, is my own private type of gym. Carrying up and down the laundry and carrying up and down the kids, whether they're listening or not, are small aspects of small ways to be in fit, in shape. I myself have mild asthma, so I can only do so much to begin with. But it's good to try to be physically involved in life, so that is my disclaimer. Stop being such a couch potato. When are you going to get up off the couch already? Can't you help out around here? You're being so sedentary. Go get outside already. Unfortunately, too often and too widespread in our society, it's just too easy to be a couch potato, to stay indoors and to put on the pounds. With the invention of the internet and the digital internet revolution and with the invention of the smartphones and the invention of apps and, of course, TV streaming services as well as games amongst video gamers and devices such as computers or tablets or phones, it's not hard to find kids or adults that sit for hours in front of the devices or on the couch. According to different data, kids on on average in secular society watch four hours of television today. And that's when I was younger, so I'm sure that the number is higher. I think it's even five or six hours today on average. That is crazy, way too high, way too much. How can we challenge ourselves to get out a little? How can we challenge ourselves to move a little? How do we challenge ourselves to get fit, to be fit, to be physically active? And additionally, the question for ourselves, is it a Torah precept to do so? Well, you bet it is, and it for sure is easily possible, as we'll explain. The Torah tells us in Sefer Devarim, Parak Dalad, Pasik Tet Vav, Vinishmartem Me'od L'Navsho Seichem. Which the sages have interpreted to mean to safeguard and protect one's body, which really means to take care of your body. That is the mitzvah. That is what the command is from Hashem. The Kitzvah Shochonar points out in 32.1, Because the maintenance of a complete and healthy body is a godly path, since it is impossible to understand or apprehend any knowledge of the Creator when one is sick. Therefore, you must keep away from things that damage the body and develop habits that improve the body and heal it. Similarly, it is said, you shall guard yourself very well. If we start now, we work on forming healthy habits and good habits. It takes 28 days, according to science, to make a good habit. It takes 90 days, three times as long, to break a bad habit. We can make a good change if we start now. Research has proven and shown the 90 days it takes to break a bad habit. You could talk to a smoker or an alcoholic. You talk to someone that has different habits, someone who you know bites the nails or any simple thing. 90 days it could take, but it only takes 28 days, not even 
a full month to make a new habit. If you work on making good habits, you can save three times as much time versus having to break bad habits. Unfortunately, some habits are lifelong struggles and lifelong difficulties to do, but small aspects can be done to make a good habit now. Instead of taking an Uber to your train, walk to your train. Do it for four weeks. It'll become ingrained as a good habit. Instead of going cold turkey, if a person has difficulty with smoking, try for 28 days and see how that goes for the person. If it's difficult for them not to do this or to do that, 28 days, try to do that. Call it the 28-day challenge. Make the good habit into your life, ingrain it into your day, into your existence. Especially as the pound adders, as I like to call them, are coming up in just a few weeks, we're hit with Rosh Hashanah, pre-Yom Kippur, post-Yom Kippur, Sukkot, Simchas Torah. You have like two, three weeks of very intense holidays that are food-centric, always revolving around food. You know, it's eat, it's really daven, sleep, eat, daven, sleep, eat for two days of Rosh Hashanah. Then you pound a meal before Yom Kippur, pound a meal after Yom Kippur. Then you have two days of, of Sukkot, and you have the Shabbos, and then you have the end. So many food-centric things. The pound adders are coming up. So if we can do something now... Almost the 28 days beforehand, we could try to put those into existence to get more fit. Doctors recommend about 150 of exor- minutes of exercise per week. Physical exercise, really walking, jogging, running. I know my doctor has told me over the years, really 120 to 150 minutes a day because you average in five days a week. We can't factor in Shabbos and Sunday is usually not realistic so five days five times three is 30 minutes so if i walked to work and back and to work and back and i get the 30 minutes in i could get my 30 minutes in and i'm a very fast walker it happens to be i'm almost a power walker to get to work and get back to work it should be 150 minutes you could break it down to 30 minutes a day for five or six days we'll let you take off for shabbos we'll let you take off for sunday i'm not advocating what other people do where they like swim 16 miles before they see patients in the day i'm not going to name people and i'm not talking about the people who walk for 17 miles on a Sunday. I can't do that. 30 minutes a day for five days a week. Figure out, you can even break it up into the day. So five minutes a jog and then a five-minute jog. There's some people who take you know, three-hour jogs. I don't know how they do that. That's crazy. And who's watching the kids? I don't know. 30 minutes a day for five minutes a day. And if that's too much, try to start smaller. You know, 5, 10, 15. So get it to 120. Try 20 minutes a day for five days and and we'll work up until the math adds up. The key is to do the moderate exercise, like a bike riding up a slight hill. Meaning don't bike, don't bike ride up Mount Everest every day. On the other hand... Not only walking for a really slow pace for the short period, such as two miles per hour for five minutes, is not great either. I personally tried to break it into my day in the past, you know, in the past eight years working for the city, working for the DOE. Many times I wasn't located so close to the train. I've always tried to take public. I like the wife to take the car. So in the past, if I had to do the suburb, do the train, I was once at a school that was 17 minutes away, and I was there a couple times a week, 17 there, 17 back, boom, just by one time in the day, walking there back, I got those 30 minutes for that day. If you brisk power walk from the railroad, so the five times a week of the work week, you make sure to get in those minutes, if it's if I get it done in 13 minutes, 14 minutes, 15 minutes, and I do it twice a day each day, you could get in those minutes. Working in different summer schools, if it's 12 minutes from the train and then 3 minutes on the way home, I try to add up the minutes. Figure out if we get the distance, the minutes, the activity that we want or that we need in our life. 
Before the pandemic, I remember that I bought a pedometer and I wore it on myself at work to see how many steps I got out of curiosity in the day in the public school running around the five floors. I was in a school at the time which had five floors. My office was a classroom all the way at the fifth floor. Sometimes I would see a kid on the second floor and sometimes he was at a different class at the first floor. How many steps should a person get in a day? It is recommended to get 10,000 steps a day. Science says I aim to get five to 10,000 steps a day. On an average day, I got about 5,000. On a good day, I got it closer to 10,000, which is what is recommended as well. It's not every day and I definitely want to get another pedometer. Out of curiosity, my current school is actually all on one floor, so I really don't get much steps in. But if you're on a school, you're at work, you're in a building, instead of taking the elevator, which is much more comfortable, much easier, take the steps on purpose. I was in schools which has an elevator versus the steps. Coworkers take the elevators. I actually choose to take the steps. I like it much better. It adds in a little activity to your day. Make sure to do that. You can get some extra steps into the day, especially if you're going up the building. If it's two or three floors, obviously you have, you have heavy conditions, heavy asthma or whatnot. Speak to your local doctor and see what they're saying. But try to get in as many steps, get fit as much as you can. is indeed required in your life. HTTP www.medicalnewstoday.com points out that the goal is to get 10,000 steps a day. Where does that come from? The CDC recommends that most adults aim for 10,000 steps per day, which is basically, you know, two, two and a half miles. They say that a mile is supposedly around 5,280 steps. I remember once reading. So 5,200 times 10, you know, times two, excuse me, is 10,000, you know, give or take a few hundred, but it's around one and a half to two miles. For most people, this is the equivalent of about eight kilometers or five miles. Most people in the United States only take three to 4,000 steps per day, which equates to about 1.5 to two miles. So maybe this, the, maybe I'm reading that wrong. Maybe the miles was 2,000 steps, but in any case, we need to get that amount into the day. Thus, 10,000 steps is what's more important than how many mileage it is. Getting in those steps is how you can do it today. And it's a very simple way to calculate it. Nowadays, you have it on the apps. You have so much crazy technology. You might as well use the technology to your liking, to your benefit for good. Everything could be used for the bad, but you could use some good, of course, besides for Torah. Use it for your health. Download a pedometer app or buy yourself a pedometer, nine bucks on Amazon. Attach it to yourself, like put it on your belt, put it on the pants. It records you how active or how inactive you are throughout your day. It really is a cheap, really easy, really simple solution to do to see how active or inactive you are. If you look at the pedometer and it shows you 1,000 steps for the whole day, that's pretty sad. How can we up that? How can we fix that? How can we move that? Even if you're only moving out and about and even if you're at home even if you're at work and only on one floor how can we up that we want it to be not just a thousand steps you know you get a thousand steps walking uh, from here to the door that's not much that's not very wonderful we want it to be better in the day attach it to yourself look at it throughout the day it's simple and you feel a little motivated hopefully you feel a little inspired i want to make this machine show me more steps how can i get more steps find that and attach it to yourself we need to exercise more, period. Harvard explains health.harvard.edu. How much exercise do you need? For better or for worse, not many 21st century Americans fill their exercise quotas in the workplace. As recently as the 1850s, about 30% excuse me, of all energy used for agriculture and manufacturing in the United States depended on human muscle power. 
No more. We've replaced rakes with tractors, brooms with vacuums, and stairs with escalators or elevators. Freed from physical work, people have used mental work to create a society of enormous convenience and comfort. Yeah, it's awesome to have these things, but we're taken away from ourselves. You know, in the past, people would get around everywhere bicycles. How wonderful the bike is. Nowadays, people use automated machines. People use things like that. In the process, though, we've created a hidden energy crisis, not a shortage of fossil fuels, but a shortage of the physical activity that the human body needs to ward off disease and reach its full potential. We need to exercise for health. And again, I'm not a gym guru. I'm not on a gym program. I'm not an exercise regimen. I myself have mild asthma, so I can't do so much. But I can make sure that I walk more and take the conveniences less. I have the choice taking an elevator versus the steps. Does it kill me, God forbid, to take the steps? No. The steps are a healthier option to get up and down to see the students. Yes, it might be a little bit more physically exerting, but isn't that showing me that I'm not doing as good a job as I could for myself in my own way in the day? Make sure to exercise for your health. It is the best kept secret in preventative medicine. Exercise is the way to go. Despite our other differences, we all need to exercise for health. Regular exercise provides essential protection against many of the diseases that plague our country, including, and we should never know from such things, heart attacks, stroke, high blood pressure, diabetes, obesity, osteoporosis and fractures, and much more. What does it take to get these benefits? Less than you might think. The key is what exercise scientists call isotonic exercise. Activities that use your larger muscle groups in a rhythmic, repetitive fashion, repetitive fashion, excuse me, without making your muscles work against heavy resistance. You want to build muscle, then we're going to do heavy resistance. You want to just build your endurance, build your stamina, give you good exercise. We want isotonic exercise, walking, running, swimming, bike riding, cycling, etc. We used to call this aerobic exercise before we thought it had to be intense enough to boost your heart rate into the aerobic range, which is 70 to 85% of your maximum heart rate. We also called it endurance exercise because we thought it had to be sustained continuously to be beneficial. We now know that either of these long-held beliefs is true. In fact, you can get all the health benefits you need from moderate exercise that won't make you huff and puff even if you do it in little chunks, as long as it adds up to total activity, as long as it leads up to enough total activity. Harvard coined the term cardiometabolic exercise, CME. Cardiometabolic exercise encompasses a range of activities from climbing the stairs in your office building to pushing yourself on an elliptical. All these things will improve your heart, your metabolism, and your health. You should know, by the way, as a side... We got a stationary exercise bike in the past year or two. Of course, we haven't used it, but at least it's there that one day, hopefully, I could start using it. I love bike riding. Not very realistic or practical or functional. You know, Baruch Hashem having four very little wild energetic kids. I'm not able to at this point in life, but we do have a wonderful bike from specialized uh, excellent mountain bike that I love. It's a nice, big, beautiful bike, and we have a smaller one that I have for my wife as well. And maybe one day I can put it back into my regimen. That used to be one of my favorite, favorite things besides for guitar as a hobby. But that's a good thing to do. So if I can't use a real bike, maybe I could use a stationary bike here and there. We have it in the basement. We actually reorganized the basement, getting a free couch and a chair from a nearby 
house because the old couch was getting very verklempt and very verkakt. But we can always use it in our own house. So home exercise gym is a very cool thing. One of my coworkers changed his garage into a whole workout regimen. He probably has a cardio machine like a bike. He probably has a treadmill, an elliptical, and workout station. You don't have to go to a gym. You don't have to go to any of these places. You can make it in your own house. You could watch videos, be involved in regimens, or you could just have your own bike, treadmill, or elliptical. And if you don't have that, just walk around, walk around the neighborhood. All these things can be involved to improve your heart, improve your metabolism, improve your health. The key is to do enough and to do it often enough. The key is to do enough and to do it often enough for health. Doctors should prescribe at least 30 minutes of moderate exercise or 15 minutes of intense exercise a day, getting that 150 minutes for five days of the week. And you want to go more, of course, go more. To see how your exercise stacks up, you can use a CME point system, aiming to get at least 150 CME points a day. Mix daily activities, formal workouts, and sports play to get the cardiometabolic exercise you need for health. For best results, do some stretching nearly every day and some strength training two or three times a week. The older we get, the more we need these supplementary activities, and as the years roll on, most of us will also benefit from some simple exercises to improve balance and prevent falling, God forbid, a major health problem for seniors. For example, when you think about the different aspects and different things, if you have aerobic dance, it's a moderate exercise, it's 30 minutes, you get the 200 points. Biking is a moderate exercise, for 30 minutes you get 250 points. Calisthenics, which are like exercise and working out, moderate, 30 minutes, 130 points. Golfing is pulling clubs, for example, 30 minutes, only 145. If you're jogging for 12 minutes a mile, you get 30 minutes, then you get 200 points. Carpentry is only moderate, it gets 30 minutes, 100 points for things like that. A strong one, though, swimming is a moderate one, moderate on the body, 30 minutes, gets 230 points. For example, walking is moderate for 30 minutes to get 135 points. So exercise just enough to meet your goals. Make health your priority. Remember to get a checkup before you start a big new exercise push or regimen. Choose the activities that best fit your schedule, your life, your budget, your abilities, and your taste. Construct a balanced program by adding the weight training, stretching, and exercises for balance that you need. Start slowly, build up gradually, and above all, stick with it. Excuse me. As Yogi might have said, exercise is 50% ability and 90% persistence. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. It could be as simple as picking up your long-neglected bike and going for a spin a few times a week. As a teenager, again, that was my favorite thing to do outside, to go biking for an hour or so up and down the streets near where we live, getting the rush of zipping down, zooming down the streets on the bike. Ah, that was awesome. When I scooted back one day from summer school a couple of years ago, that was very, very difficult. I Google mapped it. I thought it was going to be very even keel terrain, very plain, straight terrain. It was not. It was 70 to 80% uphill, 2.3 miles away to get there. I was so wiped and drenched suffice it to say i only did it one time and one time was more than enough i was not doing that again it was very accomplishing if not utterly impossibly exhausting if you can't bike outside for various reasons such as small kids schedule job hours think about an indoor bicycle we got one in the basement peloton is a huge company they happen to make a bike i don't know if it's made out of gold because they charge an arm a leg and a foot 
but it's all the rage. Even the indoor mirror is a rage as well. Think about a treadmill or an elliptical in the house as well. It doesn't have to be the top-of-the-line model. Anything safe and effective can work. Exercise can help in many ways. MedlinePlus.gov explains that regular exercise and physical activity, besides for fulfilling the halacha, the mitzvah, in Shmartim Esnafshosechem, or Shmartim Esnafshosechem, which includes Shmartim Esaguf, help you control your weight, along with diet. Exercise plays an important role in controlling your weight and preventing obesity. To maintain your weight, the calories you eat and drink must equal the energy you burn. To lose weight, you must use more calories than you eat and drink. Exercise can reduce your risk of heart disease, God forbid. Exercise strengthens your heart, improves your circulation. The increased blood flow raises the oxygen levels in your body. This helps lower your risk of heart diseases such as high cholesterol, coronary artery disease, CAD, and heart attack, God forbid. Regular exercise can also lower your blood pressure and triglyceride levels. Help your body manage blood sugar and insulin levels. Exercise can lower your blood sugar level and help your insulin work better. This can cut down your risk for metabolic syndrome and type 2 diabetes, God forbid. And if you have already had one of these diseases, exercise can help you manage it. It can help you improve your mental health and your mood. During exercise, your body releases chemicals, endorphins, that can help improve your mood and make you feel more relaxed. This can help you deal with stress and reduce your risk of depression. It helps your thinking, your learning, your judgmental skills sharp as you age. Exercise stimulates your body to release proteins and other chemicals that improve the structure and function of your brain. It can strengthen your bones and muscles. Regular exercise can help kids and teens build strong bones later in life. It can also slow the loss of bone density that comes with age. Doing muscle strengthening exercises and activities can help you increase or maintain your muscle mass and strength. Reduces your risk of some of the machala, God forbid we should never know from such things. It reduces your risk of falls. It shows, especially for elderly, for older adults, that doing muscle strengthening activities like yoga and tai chi, in addition to moderate intensity aerobic activity, can help reduce the risk of falling and improve sleep. Helps you fall asleep faster and stays asleep longer. Better quality of sleep. Increases your chance of living longer. Can reduce your risk of dying early from leading causes of death. And you definitely need to make it a part of your regular routine. Make everyday activities that are more active. Small changes. Take the stairs instead of the elevator. Walk down the hall to the coworker instead of sending an email. Wash your car with your kids. Park farther away. Be active with friends and family. Have a workout partner or a biking buddy or walking or jogging partner that can help you involve yourself. It also makes yourself more likely to do so if you have a social reason, a social person to be involved. Keep track of your progress. Keep a log or a chart. Make exercises more fun. Try listening to music or audiobooks while you exercise or podcasts. Jewish Podcast out of him has tons of them with the Yidpod app, including my five shows from yours truly, Tani Talks Doth, Perke Avos, Radio, Parsha, and Occupational Therapy OT. You can listen while you walk, you can listen while you jog, you can listen while you chore, you can listen while you laundry. Listen and move. Also, mix things up a little bit. If you stick with one type of exercise, you might get bored. Try doing a combination of activities. Find activities you can do even when the weather is bad. You could walk in a mall, you could climb stairs, you could work out in a gym, or use an indoor home type of a machine, even if the weather stops you from exercising outside. The key is to make changes. Make a plan. Be consistent. Get fit. Do it throughout the week. With changing your habits and changing your routines in life, just do it. Go get fit. 
Rabbi Zintorsky points out on Aish.com, Hillel, one of the great sages of Israel, was greeted on a Friday afternoon by a number of his disciples. He had what was equivalent of a towel swung over his shoulders, which sparked the curiosity of his students who questioned him about his destination. I'm going to the bathhouse to take care of my host, he answered. Upon further inquiry, he explained that his body was the host for his soul for the duration of his journey on earth and that there is a Torah obligation to treat one's host with respect, with care, and with concern. The body is very important. Our physical configuration, the brain, the hearts, the kidneys, the intestines, are inspiring in their harmony and synchrony and serve as testimony to the presence of a purposeful creator. We don't realize it. We take it for granted. We don't understand how beautiful working machine and synchrony Hashem makes it only until something doesn't work do we really understand and take for granted how everything usually does work and we should be zochah that everything works out may have asked the Torah commandment only be observant for yourself and greatly concerned for your soul it joins us to be very careful not to do anything that would be any any way injurious to our bodies we must eat well sleep exercise seek medical attention whatever will promote our health and well-being we have the chiv the obligation to take care of our body to make sure to do so consistently. Rabbi Sachs Zetzal, Zechonetzalik the Racha, Allah points out on H.com, the WHO, the World Health Organization, has identified physical inactivity as the fourth greatest health hazard today ahead of obesity. In the words of Dr. James Levine, one of the world's leading experts on the subject, and the man credited with coining the mantra says we are sitting ourselves to death. The reason is that we were not made to sit still. I myself do not like to sit still unless it's the end of the day and I'm winding down and resting and relaxing. But during the waking hours of the day, the high time of the day, you know, from 7 a.m. till, you know, 9, 10, 11, 12 when I'm really crashing, we're not made to sit still. I like to move. I need to get things done. That's why I can't take the summers off. Even though I work in the DOE, I try to work summer school or maybe in the future for a day camp, I don't know. But I need to work, I need to do. I can't sit still. God forbid Zischfleiss or ADHD, God forbid. It's the need to do. Our bodies were made to do. Our bodies were made for movement, standing, walking, running. If we fail to give the body regular exercise, it can easily malfunction and put us at risk of serious illness. Rabbi Saxetzal also points out that a distinguished British Jew, Lord George Walden Weidenfeld, died at the age of 96. He was a successful publisher, a friend and confidant of European leaders, an inveterate fighter for peace, and a passionate Zionist. In 1949-50, he was a political advisor and chief of cabinet to Chaim Weizmann, the first president of Israel. One of his last acts was to help rescue 20,000 Christian refugees fleeing from ISIS in Syria. He was alert and active, even hyperactive, to the very end of a long and distinguished life. In an interview with the Times on his 92nd birthday, he was asked the following question. Most people in their 90s slow down. You seem to be speeding up. Why is that? He replied, when you get to 92, you begin to see the door about to close. I have so much to do before the door closes that the older I get, the harder I have to work. That is a good formula for staying young. Halavai, we should all see that at 
22, at 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 92, till 120, to see that each year the door is a little closer to closing. We have so much to do. We should want to do. We should think about being inspired to do. Well, we still have the energy. We still have the capability. We still have the time. We have to stay young, stay moving, stay fit, and stay active. Like our bodies, our souls were not made for sitting still. We were made for moving, for walking, for traveling, for learning, for searching, for striving, for growing, knowing that it is not for us to complete the work but neither may we stand aside from it. Perkeyavas teaches us my favorite safer, which we do on one of my podcasts coming back soon, God willing, in just a few weeks. We cannot finish everything, of course. We're only here for 120 years, which is but we cannot not start either. We have to start, see where it goes and at least put in the effort, and maybe it'll be completed after you, but you must start. In Judaism, as the book of Shemos reminds us in its closing words, even an encampment is called a journey. Make sure not to be sedentary. Make sure we are moving, accomplishing, doing, especially in a physically active and healthy way. Dr. Miller points out on H.com, Many of us feel that we're too connected to our phones or computers and the like. In fact, a recent Kaiser Family Foundation study found that American children spend basically all their waking hours outside of school using an electronic device. I will say that I don't know if I'm excellent as a parent. I don't know if I'm even good as a parent. But some things we try to do in the house, very simple things, soda out of the house, Candy, don't offer to them. Obviously, I can't control a friend's birthday party or, or this or that. But I try not to let them have candy. Not to mean that they don't have snacks and other ways of getting sugar, unfortunately. And they don't have soda. We have water and seltzer in the house. And oftentimes, my guilty pleasure, drink apple juice. But I try to keep that out. And also, the devices. Many of their kids have iPads and many of their kids have tablets. I did buy them a tablet. The two older boys and the girly, obviously not the baby yet. Uh, in the past, but I don't actually let them use it unless it's an extreme situation like when they had to get their adenoids and tonsils out a couple of years ago. I don't let them use it much. I don't want them to become addicted to it. I don't want them to be compelled to it and yearn for it and feel so connected to it like I feel for my smartphone, unfortunately. It's excellent and epically good. Get a lot accomplished on it. It's like my assistant and a computer, but I don't want them to feel that pull. I kind of want to hold off for a very long time, even if they need a phone. Let them have just a flip phone that could text a call. Why, who needs all the apps and whatnot? I know the schools and whatnot might be connected to it, but maybe we cannot have them involved because people are so addicted they have phone addiction and internet addiction and this addiction and that addiction all stemming from technology and the ease of access even if you set the parameters and the parameters and the boundaries it's so easy to be you know addicted to minecraft or any simple thing that seems innocent and incongruous enough it's just so easy for them to use their waking hours and cat videos and robot videos and nonsense on an electronic device if you keep the device away as long as you can you could see the creativity bloom you know my son's my daughter i don't let them use it as of this point we'll see how long it lasts hopefully it lasts a very long time but instead of using the ipads we have to find other ways of being creative you know I'll let them buy a toy or whatnot, on, and I'll show them on my phone, and they know Abba's phone and Mommy's phone. We might show them stuff on our phones, but they don't have the phones themselves and the tablets and the iPads. I really don't let them use. 
I did not get them iPads, I got them like the Amazon Writer cheap version. And instead, the creativity blooms and they play with each other. Use the Legos, use the Mega Blocks, use the wooden building blocks, use the toys you have. My son today was just making, here in the end of the summer 2023, he was making a story as an author using a couple of pieces of paper. How beautiful. We need to keep the devices away to let the creativity flow. I know it's difficult controlling children. It's hard. The other day, you know, I saw a parent walk around with two kids. Two kids! And they both were on iPads and devices. How sad. You can't figure out a way for them to be involved and in, and playing that you have to give them the devices. You have two kids and you can't figure it out. Baruch Hashem, we're blessed with four. And many of us should be zochah to have the number that Hashem allows us. But you know... In general, you can't even control this one kid. You can't figure out a way for him to be involved and entertained or one or two kids. And halavai, you know, we took away from our four kids. There has to be a way. There has to be a better way. Keep the devices away as long as possible. The devices are taking up their energy, taking up their creativity. It's making them into drones. Just look how a person looks when they're watching a show or they're watching a movie. Yes, my wife and I try to watch at the nighttime when we're winding down and I have my own shows and, and Narishkite when I'm awake and everybody else is sleeping. But the day hours, the energetic hours, what are we using them for and what are we doing? They use too much outside. Keep them fit. Keep them active. It would have been very easy on many trips throughout the years to let them sit and watch the whole day. And then I could take care of this and that. And the TV becomes a tube. It becomes a babysitter in and of itself. And that's terrible and sad. But instead we pack the hours with doing different things. We try to find playgrounds or parks or museums or whatnot. You know, we went on a, on a family trip to visit family. And the two days that we were there, we tried to do what we can. We tried not to have... You know, we don't even have a DVD player in the car, and it was a very long trip. We took stops along the way, and there was not a single DVD the entire time. That's really hard. I will tell you, that's very difficult, but I loved it. Even though they complained and kvetched, what did we get out of it? They instead listened to the music, the Jewish music. Can I have this song or this song? Let's sing. Machabracha, machabracha, thank you, Hashem. Noah was a big tzaddik. Noah was a big tzaddik. Let's play a game. I went on a picnic and I took an apple, a banana. Instead, you foster connections. You foster talking. You foster interaction. Yes, this one's screaming and this one's crying. Would a DVD solve that or just turns them into robots? And yes, we might one day get a different van, you know, because I want that extra seat. I only got a seven-seater. I really wanted an eight-seater with all-wheel drive, the Sienna, but they didn't invent that back in the day when we got it. Now they have it, so maybe. And yes, they might offer the DVD, but I'm still on the fence if I really want them. My wife said maybe for very, very long trips, and I'm like, I don't know. I really don't like it. This really forces kids to figure out what to do instead. I mean, if you're driving down to Florida for 24 hours, that's a that's a very, very long time to expect kids to be okay, but there has to be a better solution, fostering better connections. A recent study spells out some of the benefits to taking a break from all this electronic nonsense and stimulation. Harvard Business School professor Leslie A. Perlow had a team of busy High-powered consultants take turns turning off their phones for the night once a week. By the way, we do this every week for 25 hours. I don't think anyone anyone who's really religious, observant, orthodox really felt a deprivation from the week, from the day of the week off or two days off when it's Yom Tov. Did anyone feel a loss not having their phone for the day or two? It's liberating. It's freeing. It's wonderful. 
While she faced huge opposition to the experiment at first, she soon found that the participants soon reported greater happiness, greater satisfaction with their work-life balance and feelings of empowerment. There are many times that for hours at end, I don't check my phone and I don't look at the phone. Very difficult. It's just the, the way the day flows, you know. When I get off the train and I get to the kids and then we switch to, you know, uh, making dinner and eating dinner and getting them into bed and if it's bath night or laundry night I just don't have it. and then I finally sit down hours later and catch up on all the messages for a while those hours that I didn't check did it really hurt me in any way did it really bother me in any way if something was really urgent or really necessary it would get to me Baruch Hashem I'm with my wife and my kids my immediate family that means and demands my immediate attention that's what's most important being present in the moment the text from Johnny about the curb giveaway of the five books, is that more important than the current need at hand? No. I could always check it later. We talked about this in a different episode. Keeping devices at bay, checking in the morning, checking in the middle of the day on a break, checking before the kids get home. Don't let them see you pick them up with the device in front of them. They think that the device is more important than them, God forbid, after not seeing the whole day. And then after they go to sleep, you could check your phone again. It's going to be there. The messages will stay there for a very long time. There's nothing that's not needed, that's not necessary in the moment. God forbid something crazy, it will get to you anyway. We don't find anything bad from t- staying away from the devices. we got to get fit, not just physically, but mentally, cognitively, with how we interact with technology and how technology consumes us and overtakes us. We can turn off the devices. We can turn off the devices. Just look at, I challenge you, next time you're on a train or a subway or a, or a, you know, or, or a bus, any public transportation, look at what every single person is doing. By and large... They're scrolling through Instagram or Pinterest or Facebook and swiping up and down and right and left. A robot endlessly moving the finger up and down and up and down, right and left. We become automated machines. We become Autobots. By and large, that's what people do. Few and far in between are the people that actually have the courage, the, the audacity to read a book, even fewer than that, are the people that actually look around, are present in their surroundings, and are listening to an audiobook or a podcast or music. And fewer and far in between of that are the people that are doing nothing but looking around, looking out the windows. And I, very often, not always, am one of those. And I find it fascinating when I look around and I see what other people are doing. I'm one of the very, very few, very select few by choice. That is not wasting the whole train ride scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. Yes, I have my daily emails. And yes, oftentimes I'll uh, daven or say or learn something. But by and large, a lot of times I'll just be present in my surroundings because oftentimes I'm tired and I want to keep aware of my stop. There's so few people that are not connected to technology, even on the train ride in or the train ride back. What is it, 30 minutes? And, and depending on what school I'm at, 10 minutes, 15 minutes? And they're still scrolling. What are you missing so much? And obviously, we all fall prey to it. You know, we all procrastinate at times. We'll procrastinate hard and we'll binge on procrastination or shows or whatnot. But people that every day, every 15 minutes, 
we don't lose out by not having that. We can turn off the devices, the internet. It won't kill us. It won't harm us. In the contrary, it can be literally life-saving and so helpful. We already do it every week for 25 hours for Shabbos and longer for Yom Tov. Why not do more often throughout the week? Put away those phones, those devices. Get physically and cognitively fit and healthy. And go do a healthy exercise task instead. Michael Kaufman points out on H.com. The Torah directives you shall make take very good care of your body. You shall walk in his ways are understood by many of the sages as charges to stay healthy and be physically fit. Having a healthy and fit body is what God wants. Maimonides, the great 12th century rabbi, philosopher and physician, declared he ruled that one is obliged to refrain from all things that impair the body and adopt those elements that strengthen it. Rabbi Israel Meir Kagan, the 19th to 20th century, known as the Chafetz Chaim, observed that it is a mitzvah to take care of your life and health. Indeed, he wrote the entire Torah is dependent upon the mitzvah of taking care of your body. The Rambam Maimonides taught that exercise is a supreme preventative medicine, that inactivity is as great a detriment to health as activity is a benefit. He urged people to be more physically active. Vigorous exercise preserves the body, while inactivity and lack of exercise weakens the body. On the other hand, the Rambam made clear, Maimonides, everyone who sits back secure in his self-confidence and does not exercise, even if he eats healthy foods and even if he takes good medical care of himself, all of his days will be painful ones and he will be weakened. He concluded so long as one exercises and exerts himself vigorously, no illness will befall him and his physical powers will be strengthened. Everyone knows the significance of daily exercise for physical fitness, but few do it. Why? Many rationalize by saying they're too busy, they don't have the time. But you have the 15, 30, 45 minutes to just sit and scroll and scroll and scroll. However, applying the popular expression, when you want something done, ask the busy person, which is an adage that I myself try to live by. We know that when we do need to do something important, we always find the time for it. Is life something important enough to find time for? Here's an idea. Don't make exercise special. Adopt it as a habit. We talked about before habits 28 days to form 90 days to break make working out integral to your daily routine something you don't think about just do like working eating drinking and sleeping it works in the rambam's words the postponement of old age is indeed possible for those who rationalize physical inactivity by asserting i'll go when my time is up theirs is considered an unjewish even deadly fatalism Judaism teaches that God determines one's lifespan, but this is augmented by the actions and endeavors of the individual. The sages compare refraining from taking care of oneself to harming oneself a transgression. One cannot claim divine protection and providence as an excuse for not being healthy and fit. Just do it. Go get fit. It's easy to figure out into your day. Get that pedometer. Look for the biker's scooter. Look for that machine. Get on a walking or jogging regimen. Make it part of your life every single day. The Daily Lift points out from H.com, a famous physician used to relate that in his entire career of treating thousands of patients, he had only one patient who followed his instructions exactly without deviation. The patient was the great sage Rabbi Yisrael Salanter because he regarded doctor's orders as the fulfillment of the Torah obligation to guard one's health. Someone once came to Rabbi Salanter's room and found him perusing a medical guide to exercise. He had the book open and did every exercise exactly as described, since the doctor had advised him to do so. The same Rabbi Salanter that said, Because I saw a worksmith working by the candle at three in the morning, if there is the life is still if the light is still burning, there's still much work to do. 
Hashem gives you life, there's still much work to do always. The best medicine is preventative. The medical community urges us to be involved in exercise 150 minutes a week, up to 180, really at least 120, around 30 minutes a day minus Shabbos. And Sunday, 3, 6, 9, 12, 15. How can we not do so? We have to be involved in it. Do what we can to be involved in exercise. 76% of successful people, Debbie Godfrey points out on H.com from a famous bucket by Tom Corley, devote a half hour or more, at least aerobic exercise. 76% of successful people, they bike, jog, or walk. They find that working out clears their minds and reduces stress in their life. We can be involved in that. We know that we can help ourselves. Even reading a good novel can help a career. There are different life lessons we can be involved to do what we can. The Torah mandates we take good care of our bodies, and Muna Braverman points out as well. On H.com, we need to take care of our bodies, be involved with how to do so. You can listen to books on tape. You can listen to audiobooks. Huge fan of those. You can hear many ways of being involved. You can hear a podcast. You can listen to music. Get yourself to focus on. Be involved. Get the exercise involved in your life. Find what speaks to you. I don't like weights. I didn't like running. I didn't like a treadmill. I do love bicycling and I do love bike riding. I do love a cycle machine and I do like walking. If I can to work or back from work, it doesn't have to be intense. It can be moderate. You don't have to go uphill the whole time or even jog fast, but you get you involved in working and moving at a moderate amount. Use upbeat music. I find the Jewish versions of pop and hip-hop and rap like Nissan Black and Describe. Find what helps you. Find what would be awesome for you to be involved in your life. Think about how to be involved. There are also Jewish exercise videos, Jewish alternatives to Go Noodle like Mora Music, Chabad.org with Mendy Music. We need to guard and protect our bodies. We need to be involved in making sure we are fit, we are healthy, we are active, we are moving, we are doing. We need to be a mover and shaker. We need to protect the body, keep it in good shape. It's a key to serving Hashem. Having an exercise regimen or plan doesn't have to be intense or crazy. It doesn't have to be mind-blowing. It doesn't have to be nuts. We need to be involved, be realistic. Don't push yourself too much. Change your bad habits, which would take 90 days, instead to make a good habit in 28 days and make it part of your day every day. Be working out, being physically active and fit. Not only do we work on our physical bodies, but our souls get worked out in the process. We connect closer to Hashem. Eating right. Being involved in physical health, elevating the mundane to the spiritual ways to connect closer to Hashem to take better care of ourselves and using our time wisely in our days. Have you ever really worked out and pushed yourself to the limit? Did it feel good? Probably not. The after effects also hurt the next few days, like when I did that scooter fiasco in the summer that summer. Keep the regimen in a moderate fashion in order to not overly, overly hurt yourself. Keep a middle-of-the-road approach to get the benefits, not overstrain yourself in the process. Make sure to take care of ourselves in a physical manner. Doing it in the right way to get the proper benefits and avoid the ill things in our life as best we can. Look at the life and situations from a positive perspective as well as taking care of yourself as the mindset affects the physical being as well. In addition to physical exercise, it's also vitally important to have proper rest and proper sleep every day. The Rambam recommends breaking the day into eighths, such as one eighth of the day for sleep, eight hours of the day of, uh, into three eight-hour shifts. I mean, eight hours of the day for sleep. 
We need to make sure to ensure to change our mindset and change our habits to better our physical activity every day. Save 60 days by starting good healthy habits right now that will kick in for good after 28 days. Do simple solutions like wearing a pedometer or using a walking app, pedometer app or walking or biking or scooting instead of driving impossible to work. Take a walk around the block during your lunch break. Get on an exercise machine for the house or join a yoga or tai chi class. Find a biking buddy or walking or a jogging buddy. Get into a routine doing simple easy methods to do so walk to the train and back don't drive to the train keep the routine in a moderate fashion don't overstrain yourself and don't underwhelm yourself keep the middle path of activity get fit just do it go get fit aim for those 10,000 steps a day with the pedometer at least 5,000 a day get those 150 exercise minutes a week at least 120 or go up to 180 shooting for those 30 minutes a day for five days a week implement it into your being use motivators such as music or podcasts or audiobooks or the like get the inspiration use it keep it incorporate it you'll feel so much better for doing so the whole world may indeed benefit from it as well because in the end you need to just do it and to get lit and to make sure you get fit. This has been Tani Talks Radio where we talk a topic for the week for the audience members to keep. God willing, join us next time. God willing, same time, same place here on Tani Talks Radio. And I'm your host, Tani.